Chose. Responsibilities, if people gotta understand, like, even if I'm not around like that, like it used to be, like, niggas should not take it personally. Baby, don't worry if I come home late, like three or four. When that chick call, I gotta go. Baby, I'm sorry that chick keep calling. That chick call, like, brr. That chick call. My phone boom, my phone boom, like, brr. My phone doing numbers on them, numbers on, like, brr. Baby, I'm sorry that chick be calling. Yo, 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 it's JP on the FWM podcast. Follow me, the diary of the strong black people. I'm back in the rabbit hole for bonus. Episode for you guys. I got my boy Lil Cud back in the building. And it's only right that I make sure I give the bonus one to my dog. He ain't been in the in the rabbit hole in a while. And it's it's always refreshing to get him back. So it's only right that, you know, I bring him on the bonus to where, you know, people wanna they gonna wanna hear about this one because it's a bonus one. It ain't a ever, it ain't a new drop. So obviously there's some heat coming. So it's only right that I make sure you don't want to know. But it's 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 refreshing to have you back, you know, cause I appreciate you. How you been? No doubt, man. What's up? How y'all been, man? Been working on staying to myself, getting uh getting better within myself. It's it's just refreshing. Everybody just working on themselves and finding themselves, man, like. Everybody is, it's so refreshing to see everybody finally get, people are starting to get to that point where they're looking around and like, now I gotta get it. What have I been doing this long? Well, you know, I couldn't just, I, I had to sit back and look at myself in the mirror. I couldn't just be on here talking about it and, and not walking it. Like I said, so I take a step back and evaluate myself and see what I can grow at. And see what I need to work on, you know? Everybody is finally just looking themselves in the mirror and like, it's me. Maybe it's me. And what do I need to do to get me together for these other people that's around me? And, and you- to be a better person for people around me. Because if I'm not the best version of me, how can I be an inspiration or a light? to somebody else, especially when we already feel like we're the ones everybody else come to all mm. the time. So if all we doing is draining energy and giving it out so much, it's like the only way we can regain our energy because nobody's giving it back to us. They're just taking it. So the only way that we can recharge is ducking off and just cutting people off for a little minute because that's the only way we can unplug and recharge because nobody else is giving us anything. They'll just keep expecting and asking us for energy. You know what I'm saying? And people don't realize how selfish that is. And, you know, I talked with you earlier this week, man. And like I said, when you ask, when you, when you ask the man upstairs to remove all bad energy and energy that's not for you, be careful what you ask for, man. Because <laughs> the people you think, the people you think are, is in your corner, you're going to see them pull away and, it, and it's going to hurt you so much that you just like shocked. 
But you know what? That's what you ask for. And I tell people that all the time, like, you better be careful what you pray for. People don't want to understand, believe that the thing, because it's the truth and because it's because you got to make a, a painful decision to choose yourself, they will run from that and think that's not what God just sent you. <laughs> that people are saying, nah, that's not it. It got to be something else. And always that something else is giving them another chance. And you know what? Like, and, and people like, I don't know about you, but I know like people like me and me find, taking the time to find myself and to get myself together. Like, I have to find, I find out like, I'm always interfering with God's plan. If if I keep throwing you a lifesaver and he trying to have a teachable moment for you, then eventually he gonna have to remove me. And so it took for me to dis to unplug from everybody else to get myself to understand that's not putting myself first. Why should I save you from yours and you're not saving me from mine? And not to look at it like that, but you know, because I don't know what to say. Like. It, it and, and and we feel the need to always have to explain to people, no matter what your ranking of what you mean to me or who you are to me, it's like sometimes it's not necessary to go so so deep for you to understand where I'm coming from of when I'm bringing something to your attention. I'm telling you. That bothers me. That bothers me. And I am one who are, is very, very accountable. I am one who is always transparent. I am the most transparent person that you would ever find. I always can tell a person, you know what? You're not wrong about that. You're not wrong. However, you know what I'm saying? It's always two sides of the coin. Why, why is always have to be, it's either on the left or it's on the right. Why can't it's so hard for people to just meet in the middle? And you know what? I w- I'm, I'm not going to say I was one of those people because I still am. I'm still changing. Like one of my favorite things, Steve Harvey, I used to hear Steve Harvey say, Should I ain't, I'm a Christian, but I ain't there. I ain't all the way there yet. <laughs> And then even with that type of comment, though, look, cuz a lot of people just been taking that comment as an excuse and a crutch to improve. Right. That is the fr- man. Shout out to BJ, bro. Like, it's so funny that you say that, you know, because I always joke with him about, you know, every, you know, when I go out somewhere uh, to the bar or something, I may grab a couple of beers. You know what I'm saying? One or two beds, you know. And, you know, bro, I don't drink. Bro, I don't smoke. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'm always sipping on a cup or something, you know, in front of bro. So he always make, y'all always tell him, man, that's my community. <laughs> <laughs> that's my community. And, you know, bro in the church and stuff like that. So, you know, me and him always joke around. So it's like, I always tell him, man, just, it's my community, little bro. And he's like, oh, it's the communion. Like, yeah, you know, the Bible say, you know, drink, you know what I'm saying? Remember saying, hey, you're drinking this and it remembers of me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't getting towed up. 
But, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, I'm thinking spiritually. I'm thinking, hey, Lord, help me out. You know what I'm saying? It's not that I need alcohol to get me drunk or to hide my pain. It's just, you know, just so often, you know, every now and again, that's what I would do. And you just so happen, you know what I'm saying? He he make jokes and say, you know, I always tell him, brother, God's still working on you. And he just said the other night, I'm going to get you out of saying that. And I told him, I said, and you know, and I know why you say that. And you're not wrong because you, you're also used to hearing people say that because that's their crutch to do whatever that they do because they're not strong enough to move forward to cut something off. But I'm telling her, like, you know, I'm just playing with you, though, because, you know, I know that's what you used to hear. But we joke around. Like, but he just said that last night. And it's funny that you said that. And, you know, like I said, man, it's amazing what that time alone could do. Because, like, <laughs> man, because it's just a little simple stuff, man. Like, I'm at, oh, let's say I'm at work. Got a little white dude, you know. He he try to, you know, try to make little racist remarks or, you know, not not so much a racist remarks. He just try to just try to fuck with me, get under my skin. So, you know what I do? I say I be quiet. A quiet nigga scare him the most. Don't know what's don't know what's on my mind. <laughs> Cause he talking about, you good? You okay? I hit him with the bro man from Mark. With the bro man from the fifth floor. I say, nothing, just chilling. I mean, you know, it's like just because I'm to myself, I got to be up to something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I got to be hiding something from you because I'm not just all out being goofy or all out just talking. Yeah. I'm just doing my job. Like, what I'm supposed to be doing, which what I was hired for. People just don't want to handle business. They just, it's all about how they feel. It's like at some point, that's how we get held back from getting things done because we're so caught up in feelings. Everything is not an emotional attack or an emotion. You should is to be that so deeply emotional invested in every single thing. At sometimes you have to be able to separate what, which thing requires that. And not saying that you looking at somebody saying something is so small and so stupid. It's just like everything is going to be that way. When do we pinpoint something without saying, you know, it's okay. It's, it's your right to feel like something is bothering something. But, bruh, at what point do can we separate that? It's not everything. And if it is everything, why does it? You're not the one looking at yourself thinking you need to evaluate yourself, not everybody around. And, and it's so and, and they so confusing because cause they told me when I first came in, you know, we all business, business, you know, that's always what I was taught. Business was business and keep that personal stuff to yourself. And so I go into this, I go into this place, man, they tell my, you know, business is business, you know, we're gonna work, work is work. So I come in, work is work. I'm be, I'm, I'm working. Uh, what's the problem? Cause I ain't opening up. Or it's a, 
It's a it's a Those office. Those are just words. It's an office that opened up on the hallway where everybody at, and I turned it down. So now I got to meet with the boss, and she's trying to figure out: Do I like this job or not? Am I having you know? Is it something that I want to do or look up, look forward to doing? Because I don't want to get on y'all hallway. I'm like, yeah, I'm having I'm I'm having a good time here. Why Why is it me exhibiting going? Your thoughts of over and beyond is your thoughts of overachieving to prove a point, to prove someone is showing interest. Is just because in your mind that's not overachieving, but. You don't know what a person, how they feel of succeeding in their mind of what they feel like is succeeding. Are they being a slack? Are they just not trying and they thinking that? They're they moving at the time. Well, bro, is there just because they're not in just being a cheerleader flipping with somersaulting so you visually can see that they're not doing their part Hard, you know what I'm saying? That just strikes me with people sometimes. And I'm like, it can't always be something. At some point, it's the smallest things from people that you would not even realize that that's all they want because you don't even try to see. Some people just have this expectation that this is what will make people happy. And that's what they do because they think that's what a person deserves to be happy. And not one person ever pays attention to it may be the smallest thing. Somebody may just need a hug. A hug. That's what gives them their pick me up of. But then you think it's just being loyal or doing whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like some people just want. It's good to have those things, but then you don't even realize what the small thing is that gets people going. But, you know, since we just sit here talking, man, we ain't really got just no specific agenda we trying to tackle. You know what I I was thinking about, and we talked about it on the phone maybe a couple, maybe one or two times, like, you know, yeah, we disconnect from the world, but that's not that that that's that's how we recharge, but that's not healthy, you know. Mm. Black men need some more event too, and they and they make it so gay to where <laughs> black men can't vent to another black man. Like you make it so gay, but that that solves so much so so much of this tension we got going on. They make it gay, like girls take a girls trip. Man, listen. But they make it gay if if you want to take a, a, a trip with your guys out, and you know it ain't necessarily got to be up to no no good all the time, man. It could just be some chill, you know, having fun type stuff, man. And like they make it so gay, but we need that getaway and that bond and that brotherhood, and they're making a, a, a thin line between brotherhood and gay, and. <sighs> You don't think them white men are, you don't think them white men take take guys trip out to the cabin or take guys trip out this and that. You know what I'm saying? You don't think uh, all these other coaches have their way of bonding with just this brotherhood? You got to go through a whole ceremony to be a brotherhood in these other coaches. But they make it they make it gay for us to to you know break away 
and have and, and build that bond and relationship with each other, you know. And that's the reason why so many of us dying. Like we're not even, we're not, we're not having that bond, that relationship, that time to talk. Like we can't even disagree with each other and be like, we don't always gotta fight. We don't always gotta fight to disagree. We can disagree. We, we don't have that bond to be like, well, listen, I don't understand what you're saying, but you feel so passionate about it that we could just gonna have to agree to disagree. Man, listen though. Now that you bring that up, you know this is I've found that in so many ways when it comes to men that have real life conversations, bro, to where it get deep, and it's all about the betterment and about brotherhood. That is always genuine love. It's in, and I found that in two, two places, you know, that's real, real deep. Like the one of them is, you know, shout out the natural blend, you know, Marcus Wilson, you know, my, my, my barber, you know, give the hands. Like when I go to the barbershop, it's like them boys, him, Ahmad, Anad, Will, you know, but, We'll start a conversation, man, and before you know it, we're all just intrigued, bruh, and we all just going in. And it's like, bruh, them boys look forward to hearing me coming in. They always be like, man, this should have been a, we, we should have been calling. And it's just like, you know, sometimes you write, but it's like those type of moments too. So when, when those are genuine moments like that, that's when somebody on the random side would just start recording because when it's planned, you know, it's not really felt like it came from, you know, in conversation, it'll come from the hip and the heart, but for it to not know something is happening or being recorded in those moments you catch, they're so mind blowing and so impactful that people need to hear some of the things we talk about. And then, boy, we, we get in deep conversation. And then with, you know, me, deep with me, BJ, and Trey, you know, for the last seven, six, seven episodes, you know, it's been a lot of us. But we, outside of that, have a brotherhood to where we're in a group chat. We're push, you know, we're doing a push-up challenge, you know, we pushing each other. We having those conversations when you motivation in the morning when you first wake up. When we finish our 100, 100 down, 200 down, we all left. You know, we do that with each other. And then we, hey, guys, have a powerful day. You know what I'm saying? Y'all boys can do it, man. Or things of even being on three-way calls with each other while and, we at work. And, and it's funny that you bring up that genuine love because, you know, that's amazing that y'all got that that brotherhood and that bond going on. And you know why so many of us young, uh, of us young blacks go join gangs is for that brotherhood, that bond. Any group that, group that you got to join. It's you not know. just the gangs. It's any group to associate yourself with a group. But, it feel like that's, the, that's where you need to find a bond. But, you know, but you know, man, and just hanging around folks, like hanging around little older folks, man, and they telling me, not even just older folks, man, when I start, when I start reevaluating myself, I start hearing the same thing often, over and over and over. I kept hearing, boy, you need to hang with people like you. 
you need to hang with people just like you. Somebody who's gonna go get it just like you. Somebody who got plans and goals trying to do so. You need to hang with people who's gonna bring you up. If they're not like you, they can stage up better than you so you can always try to elevate. And I just kept hearing it and kept hearing it. And I said, okay, well, maybe he's trying to tell me something. So I just stopped. I stopped hearing it and started listening to it and started taking it in. And now I don't surround myself so much around a lot of people. Like if I, if I was to go today, to go tonight, go to sleep and don't wake up, I, I expect it to be a short funeral. I expect it to be a, a, a not, not a packed funeral because I don't hang around. I hang around, I try to hang around people now that if I come at them and correct them, they don't take it as, oh, what he, what he hang on me or something. They take it as genuine love as like, okay, he really trying to help me better and grow and he see that I'm making a mistake. Like if you're not hanging, if you, if you a father and you're not, and you had to hang around your girlfriend all the time rather than go get your kids. And I say, hey man, go out let your kids, man. You know, if you don't get mad at me, if you take it as, yeah, man, he, he, he corrected me. Like, I do need to spend time with my kids. I can hang with you. I can, I can chat. Cause we're going to teach you. We're going to teach each other and we're going to grow. But if you looking at me like, man, what's nigga all in my bed and worried about if I hang with my kids? I can't, I can't, I can no longer hang with you. I got no more time for you. And that's the thing people don't really, you know, women don't realize too, like real men check they dogs. If they lacking, or at least not saying that I'm giving you business, but it gotta be a question has gotta be had. If I'm hanging with you all the time, I mean we cool enough, we brothers enough to be like, hey, you good? Something going on, let's talk about. Because, bruh, these kids, they ain't asked to be here. At some point, yes, it's about getting yourself together. But you got to put these women feet to the fire. Yes, we know a lot of them. Stability is their biggest thing, and that's what they're going to run to when they feel like things are getting behind the eight ball or they panicking to make quick moves. Then, yes, but not all of them do that either. But to filter them out, you know what I'm saying, to see which ones are like that, you have to, if they're just acting for time, money don't matter. It's just spending time with the kids. Spend time with them kids and see if she's going to complain. But you can't just do it for a week or two, a month, and think that's you in the clear. Bruh, you got to, you got it's just as much as you will grind out to get your a job. or And that's the problem, too. The only way we'll be able to spend that type of time with our kids freely and be the fathers that we, we got to stop going asking for jobs. And start creating jobs for ourselves so we have that time. We got to not only that, create the jobs when you have a partner or somebody that trusts to say, get on your grind. You said, I trust you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure if this is what you want to do, go do it. I'm going to hold it down. Do it. Rome wasn't built in a day. So you ain't going to find that thing next month and start making bread but you have to make sure you get to it and you don't waste any time and let me and let me expand on what you're saying just in case it go over a few people head you don't have to jump out that entrepreneur 
entrepreneurship doesn't mean jumping out there. Yeah, you you take a leap of faith, but entrepreneurship doesn't mean jumping out there on ignorance. Exactly. And let me expand on that. When I say that, what I mean is, you know, it don't mean that you can jump out there and just, oh, I'm going to start this. I'm going to start this business. Play the game how the game is played with you. Go to that nine to five. Learn everything. Be a sponge in that nine to five. So be the best you can be in that nine to five. Learn all the ins and outs in that nine to five. You gain the trust of whatever customers you're trying or audience you're trying to target. You gain that trust of all those audience. And then you branch out on your own. That's what they do. And then they branch out on their own and start like lawyers. They start at somebody's firm, start at somebody else's firm, build these cases, build a trust with, with, with the people. With. If it's criminals, they defend and build a trust with all the criminals knowing they can get them off. Then they, they go to their boss, hey, well, don't worry about me making partner. I'm branching off on my own firm. And by the way, I'm taking 75% of the business with me. They already said it. But those are two different types of people, two of where they're at in life of the decisions that they made in the past that may have hindered them from being that type of person, right? Some, a lot of them messed up and got feathers because being wild, young, wild, and free, and, and not even on the felony of you out here had to go out here and hustle hard or armed robbery. It's niggas out here that took little dumb charges where you get caught with a pop, you get caught with a pound on good and well. You ain't the type of motherfucker to be riding up and down the road talking about you getting to it. I got a plug in the air. You riding down 16. Knowing good and well, and, and no good and well, that ain't your life. Knowing good and well, you shouldn't be that, or you the nigga who know that's been your life. And but you out here getting caught up in this media, social media, this flashy, glamorous life, and you want now you want to be thinking you're the club and you bringing the wrong niggas not in your that, operation not, and not, they taking you down. Now that you bring that up, man, they it, it, it's so funny these days, man. It's like these they they really they really looking up to these rappers. These rappers now entertainers. You post it, and I never understand. You post a pine with all you. You post a picture with all your, all your work, all your pine, all this and that, and and you really doing the the police job for them, and you mad. Go talk to your, go talk to your uncles them. Go talk to your granddaddy them. They tell you, but we ain't never did that. You telling on yourself. You talking on the phone. You taking pictures with it? You showing this? <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, but now you mad? Like, and my dad always told me, if you gonna do something, be the best at what you do. So if a nine to five ain't you, and you know you can work this, you can you can move this, move that, and then look towards what you can put into to turn that dirty money into clean money and, and, and jump to the other side and get out of the way. In this day and age with so much media and technology, you can't be Frank Lucas. You can't. You can't. There's no way. It's too much technology. It's too much camera. Everywhere in this world. It's like, don't do you not understand that? It, you, you can't be slick. And then sometimes, isn't it's not even niggas ain't trying to be slick no more. You they have brainwashed you to post it. Is how you don't have a nine to five, 
but you want to post that you in the in the most expensive jewelry store. You want to post that you in the trap, or you want to post, you know, you you want to post the big stack, or you want to post all your money. Come on, man. Why are you not? And and you get mad that they raise the eye at you. Like, yeah, you putting yourself out there. Right, motherfuckers who got jobs, call center jobs. Yes, it may not even be the best one to where it's not the corporate, corporate one, $30 an hour, shit like that as a rep. But you got motherfuckers that if you get in, you pretty much, it's motherfuckers like Geico. If you play the game right, right, Geico ain't letting the motherfucker go. And you can be promoted within six months if your number's good, dog. Like, it's motherfuckers that been there for 40 years and won't move. It's situations like that where you start off niggas saying, put me in the dope. That is a place where they put you in the dope. Like, no matter where you're at, start out like, it's niggas and I, a nigga started off in a mail room. You know what I'm saying? He like VP or some shit like that. Start the guys. And I need to correct myself, man. I said, if that life ain't for you, but if you got the ambitions to hustle and get away with it, you just putting that energy towards something else. Exactly. Put it towards yourself. Put it towards something that's going to... And <laughs> like I told you, I've been working on myself. My My... One of my partners came to me and told me, man, it's this job. They'll pay you 21 something dollars an hour. I said, no. Without, without thinking about it, without all that, I know. Well, I'm at now. I'm using my mind. I can do this until I'm whatever age. I can do this until I feel like I can branch out on my own. At that job, I'm going to tear myself up. That, and when I do all the calculations and add it up in the long run, that ain't, that ain't worth the money. Them, they they are they are cheating me out money because I am tearing my body up, and when I get old and 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 I can't produce the numbers no more, it's time for you to get out. It's time for you to get out. It is. You know what I'm saying? It's like, at what point are you gonna look and see, man, bro? Fifteen years ago, everything was not in our at our fingertips like this. No matter how old you are, if you're not in your 50s right now, you still should be able to move. You may not be able to move as fast as a nigga that's 23 because they came up in the heart of this, the, the way that technology is now, they caught it at the height and so they have to move fast in another way. You know what I'm saying? So you got to learn at that age, they're quick to adjust to something because it's so hot. They got to keep up. So they jumping on everything that they say is new. So a 23, 25-year-old, 21-year-old, anywhere from 23, 21 to in high school, they are moving because kids are getting iPhones, technology at six. You know what I'm saying? They, at two and three years old, you still, you may not know how to read it, but you, your muscle, the little baby's muscle memory Nah, just they don't even know it say skip ad, but they know when you press that little book, that uh that box, that means it's gonna go off that commercial. They know how to look at the pictures, 
and tell what episode they want to watch. They can come out of what they're watching and go to another video at two or three years old. That's how fast they are. Little kids are adjusting to the way that the world is changing. And you want to know, we can take advantage of that. At two, three years old, they can do that to switch this and that. But instead of cutting on cocomelon or, or all that, let's let's cut some on to go ahead and advance the education. Uh-huh. Let's go ahead and cut something on. Uh, if we can teach them critical thinking earlier and earlier each generation, imagine how dangerous it would be. Uh, imagine how... Imagine how scared they'll be that that we 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 start to develop and, and learn earlier than than what than what they doing. Cal got YouTube coding and really doing this shit and not and starting to realize as days go on that I keep pounding it in his head, understanding like he's making anime digitally. He's spending time creating and I and it's like he understands what it that is fun and what it can be because others are doing it. So he's putting the effort to it, but he's so young to understand that it's the fun that you're having you can really capitalize in understanding that is what having careers is all about. What excites you like that to keep doing something like that every single day and thinking of something new and you're able to just keep creating and pushing yourself to make something new better and better each single time and you're getting the opinions of others. Not only that, they're being critics, you have some people that's following it because they genuinely enjoy that type of stuff, especially little kids your age. And it's not anything provocative. And that's amazing, man, that you can you can show everybody that by taking advantage of them learning technology so early, as in that you can create your own shows, you can create your own animes. That's amazing, man, that we need to really we really need to take a look at, you know, if they can grab this so early, let's 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 explore what else they can grab at, at an early age. What else can enhance them and make them more advanced? We don't have to be we don't have to be what that that picture they paint us to be. We don't have to be a rapper. We don't have to always everybody ain't gotta be a rapper. Let's have more engineers to rappers. And it's sad to say we got a lot of smart black people that's just not getting exposure. Because of it's not what the entertainment world want to see. It's not politics and, and politics for the wrong reasons. I watched the video. My uncle sent me a video, Shannon Sharp talking, mm-hmm. talking to Skip. Mm-hmm. So Shannon Sharp say. America is built on this lie about the home of the free and 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 this and that. He said this land was built on our back. Mm-hmm. Built on our back for so many years. Mm-hmm. And then we had nothing else to do. So they came up with this sharecropping. You do what you've been doing. 
and you know we'll let you stay here. He said we weren't sharing no props. We weren't we weren't sharing no profits. You made all the money off our back, and now it's so much as ah uh, that was so long ago. Let's forget about it. And he was talking about it's hard for us to forget about it. No other coach has been what been through what we've been through. And Shannon and Skip Bayless tried to interrupt and say, well, the Native American, he said, no. He said, yeah, the Native American got killed. He said, no, yeah, they a couple of them got killed, but the Native American weren't enslaved. They weren't taken from this place to this place and told. And he said, he, he posed, he said a question that I always, that I always say. He said, <laughs> he said, they never thought about how this work would get done if they didn't have us. Is it you get off your ass and you do it yourself? No, we're going to get them. And Shannon Sharp hit on the subject and say, we will raise their kids and teach their kids lessons before we teach their our kids lessons. And you want us just to forget about that? No. And the reason people are, the Caucasian people are so uncomfortable of talking about it because they not they haven't accepted that that's what their people do. They haven't accepted that that's what all, that's, that's everything they do. And for him to talk about that on his, on, on the, on the station and, and that's nationally wide like mm -hmm. that, it showed me that not all people in the media are puppets. Hey, and, and let me tell you, I fuck with Unk. Unk definitely be dropping some, some gems. Um, and Unk from the country. He, he he spoke on that. So so <laughs> one thing I can say, his grandma raised him, and, and Aunt was a prime example of having a father figure too. His grandfather, you know what I'm saying, and his older brother. You know he had real old time religion. Bring him up now. Is not some of that country living condition? Yes. However, values is very high for for um. Morals is that his grandfather and generations before him stood tall on morals and, and strong black men and providers and protectors. However, now there is sometimes I disagree with um, how hard he was going on with Antonio Brown. And he was saying how Antonio can go anywhere. He can go anywhere but Baltimore or Denver because that's two teams he put his all into. And that franchise is something he stands strong on. And he was adamant about letting that show down Antonio Brown. Yes, Antonio has made his mistakes. Yes, they have been stupid. Yeah, but you can't allow that media to railroad the man that hard where a lot of the stuff he's telling the truth but oh you have to do a job but you can't you're doing a wonderful job with speaking your mind about issues but you also have to do the work to make sure no matter what Antonio Brown has not killed anyone he has not robbed anyone he has just made stupid mistakes with a hot head and 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 we label him a hothead, but in one of those situations, he did what Aaron Rodgers did, but except he went a step further to ensure his life. I was I was gonna get to that. Aaron Rodgers said how word plays a big thing yes, here. Sir. But 
This man knew, knowing that he lied, he didn't try to justify his lie like Aaron Rodgers. He took his he took his punishment like a man. Aaron Rodgers tried to justify it. But brother, though, let's be honest. He could have got away with the lie if he would have dropped did nothing dumb. He had a nigga snitch on him that ain't even had no business snitching on him because he was just mad at him. All you had to do was clear that tab. You had a you had your own nigga just put you in the media. You feel me? Like that's an easy situation where you could have kept your ass out of that situation. You feel me? He could have he could have avoided that. Aaron Rodgers' own was goddamn somebody. Asked him directly. And he didn't even lie. The thing about it was, they never just expanded on what do you mean by immunized? That's all you all you had to have was that follow-up question. Make him expand and make him say, well, you know, let him repeat it. That means he's not going to give you in depth with it. Now you go with that. But like y'all niggas just let him say that and just went away with shit. Like, oh, he said immunized. That must mean. He vaccinated. No, nigga. He did not say I'm vaccinated. He really did not say that. So that just showed you you're just mad because you got duped. You're pissed that you got duped. The white folks are going to let it go by until black people start being like, hold on. But y'all weren't saying hold on when it first happened. Right. Y'all let it slide. But his own people is what snitched on him. You feel me? And it wasn't even that they snitched. It would just, just bring it up. And it's, let's see how he handles it. Right. Bro, they've been showing everything in the offseason when Aaron Rodgers was practicing. They showed that whole interview on Center when he did it. Just either that part wasn't there because they took it out or niggas just did not pay attention. And I really believe it wasn't there. The white folks heard it. And they made sure they edited it out. However, when somebody pissed them off, that's how it leaked. And it started just going viral. Right. Because after that, that's when it took off. The nigga Ben said it. This, that's, 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 that's the offseason. That's summer workouts, cuz. That's mini count. Right. <laughs> That's many count, dirty. Man, you know. All the way to what? Week five? Right. All the way to week five. Even, you know what I'm saying? Week anywhere between week three, week five. Like, come on, bro. He been said that shit. And, and, and they been caught it. They just was waiting on to somebody else. You feel me? And then now we made it. But with that, with the Aaron Rodgers shit, I didn't, like I said, I didn't like the way he handled the Antonio. But then when Ed, when they started talking about with Aaron Rodgers, one do oh Shannon was all good for Aaron Rodgers to come to Denver, right? And it was like, well, I you know I take him, I take a lot, right? And he gonna get me W's, so that's the and that's the the mentality I feel with oh he missed the mark on that because do you not remember how you was just saying you wouldn't want that brother on your team because you feel like he's a headache, but you would take that conniving European. Right. That'll lie to you. And not even lie to you, but to try to just try you to see if you're on your P's and Q's. Yeah. 
At least Antonio will tell you how crazy it is. You know how to work with that. Oh, Antonio, I'll let you know straight up. Exactly. You can't just know they how said, to not get they the said they, up. They, they said that he said, and I believe every word he said that Aaron or the what's his name? Uh the coach from Tampa Bay cut him on the side. Uh, 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 uh Bruce. Yeah, I, I believe Bruce did did the slice his throat and cut him. He never wanted Antonio, to. Antonio was a real nigga. Antonio said, since fine, since you cut me and I'm not finna get paid for no more play, I'm gonna go home. What do you mean? He did what you would do with what, what me and you would do at a later. And I mean, and honestly and truly, shit, what he said was he was trying to throw him out there when he was hurt. So it's yeah. like you had all you was gonna sit me first when I told you I was hurting, but then y'all we getting our ass cut. You wanna just see, you know what I'm saying, throw me out there. And see, you know, you want me to run through a wall? It's like, nigga, I've been sitting for this. You wouldn't do it. I'm just out there running rocks. I might as well not hurt myself. We're going into the playoffs. Right. If I, if you can't respect enough to help me for my, you know, hit my numbers for my bonus before the playoff time come with two games left, you think three Tom, games left. If Tom Brady said, hey, my wrist hurt, we finna go to the playoffs anyway. They finna see it, Tom. You know what I'm saying? It's no way y'all already gonna clinch anyway. You yeah, you would yeah. rather tell him in a wild card game. Right. Like Tom Brady, you can throw that nigga in a wild card game. That's like throwing LeBron in any team in the East and being an AFC. LeBron can't do that in the West. The West is too wicked and heavy and he's too old. But hey. you put that same 37-year-old LeBron James with a Lakers-style team in the East. He's still going to the finals. We ain't going to talk too much about my Lakers right now, man. I don't want to hit on that. So I was reading, I was reading, and I seen what some people was like, you know, oh, black people so so much to counsel everything, you know, oh, we so we so much to hate the white folks, but we still hold on to that, to being Christians, and that was mm-hmm. given down to us. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. No, you know what? That we're not holding on. They didn't come up with Christianity. They didn't. They didn't give us Christianity. It was religion. They gave us religion, but we been had Christianity. We been believed in this stuff. They just took out and put in so much that people get confused and people don't know how to interpret the Bible. People don't know how to interpret being what what Christian means. They don't know how to interpret that. They 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 conquered the sweet excellence of divide and conquer. Yes, sir. By putting everybody in different groups and categories. And Christianity is broke down into so many different categories. And that's what's funny because divide and conquer is within that. Divide and conquer is what they use for everything. They have Christians beefing with other Christians. For what? For what and talking and bad all, about other and we're that, all to worshiping be, the same God. We all, bro. We all. And then make it seem like we'll look down on a motherfucker who believes in something else. Right. It's like when it's clear as day that who are we to sit so high and look so low? We're we're nobody. Right. I don't think they realize what this Bible really says. Like the courtroom, man. The courtroom is is a prime example of something that's so confusing. You have me in the court, put my right hand on the Bible, 
Ain't gonna lie on and, and swear and swear before God. But you have the man sitting next to me as a judge. When clearly in that Bible that, no, I swear on, that, that I swear on that we cannot <laughs> judge other people, but he is a judge. The courtroom <laughs> is so confusing to me. That is so crazy. So, and, and I will ask the judge, what makes you sit so high to look so low? And we swearing on this holy Bible. One nation under God. So you're telling me that you're on the same level as God, that you can judge me on the mistakes that I've made. Because they they've created they've created the the urge to do wrong in our you know what I'm saying in our minds <laughs> of robbing, stealing, killing. Like if if we were all raised to live right, not perfect, but to live right, mind our own business, don't steal, don't kill. Why would we need a judge? Why would we need a person? of our peers to make a decision and the judge make a decision on my time frame because God is the only one that has that knows a time frame for my life and you know I've heard people say well we need to get within the community and, and people who done wrong within our community we need to punish them no no matter what you feel no we don't need to do anything. If anything, when he messes up, we need to pull him closer and tell him we understand. That is your human flesh. We understand. Pull him closer. We're not the ones who's going to put him through the trouble he's going to go through. We're not the ones who's going to punish him for what he's done. But that man also because too, when there is the picking up that brother and that sister, your faults can't be extreme of you fall, you going over the edge and killing. If you steal from someone, there is a, that is that sit down like, bro, come on. Uh, but robbery to take and at gunpoint to about to decide a person's fate if they don't give it up, that is different. That armed robbery and kid and killing. But to, if a person is not around, and you sneak and do that. So that is enough. That is the form of we need to pull that brother or that sister. So, so, so let me stop you right there. So we got Ten Commandments: that should not kill, that should not steal, or two of them. Wait, time okay. out, time out. So how can you allow me to sneak and take something from you, and you will allow me to sit down and talk with you? But and I understand it's a different feeling that if I kill somebody close to you, you still have to have that same kind of forgiveness for me to be able to pull me. I may have been lost when I did that. Mm -hmm. And it is a hard thing. And that is just our flesh talking. But you have to. And, it, and it's hard. It's easier said than done. But you're going to have to be able to have that same forgiveness in your heart to pull that murderer to the side. Even if he killed your mom or your brother and tell him, listen. I forgive you. You are you were lost. Hopefully you can be found. And, and I, I get what you're saying, and you're not wrong. And because you said something that it's easier said than done. So let's go back to what I said that how you pointed that out. Neither one should. All right, no sin is greater than the other. You're correct. A sin is a sin, right? Killing that monstrous demon that can come across you to play God of someone's existence. 
for you to be that in that frame of mind of spiritually lost or yes, brother, we have been there, but that is the taking a life is the most demonic thing. Every one of them, you are correct. But to have the, the let it overtake you so badly that it is to end a life of you're playing the judge. Okay. Not stealing. On it, that's not the, the, it is wrong. It's not the being the judge, the jury, and the executioner. I feel what you're saying that it all have to be. But at some point, when you allow that type of spirit to overcome you to where you play God, we do have to evaluate that very different. Okay, well, time out. Well, let me help you there. And, and, and help me out if I'm confused. Like I said, we can have a teacher moment here. Gotcha. So, if I'm not mistaken, was it Paul who was a, a, a murderer of Christians? He who had a different name before he was Paul, and one of God, one of Jesus' apostles. He was lost. He had that same thing you talked about. He killed Christians. And you mean to tell me that you think you mean to tell me that we should take the time to evaluate and 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 evaluate and judge that man when God took that same man and turned him into one of his vessels. And you can't, you can't tell me that we have to take, we have, we, we use wisdom. We use our wisdom and we use our wisdom the best that we can without judging the next person. And I fall short of that. I will be the first to say I fall short of that. I judge another person and I should just use my wisdom. That first instinct that we get, that's God. That's how, that's God talking to us. That's our spirit. We always knowing that. That's our spirit talking to us. And I gotta start, and I fall short of that. I, 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 I fall short of that, and I will say I fall short of that. I wear, man. I started wearing a plug. And I don't know if you noticed that. I, I, mean, I started wearing a necklace with a plug on it. Yes. And it's not that I'm plugged into the streets. Plug. I'm plugged in with myself, and I'm getting plugged in spiritually with myself and spiritually with God. That I can start trusting my first instinct. That I can start. Reading, I can start reading verses for a day and learn how to interpret them. I can start asking God, listen, remove so much of me, remove so much of this flesh or this world and, and, and put so much more of you in here to where I'm not seeing this out shell of the man that the world have painted with this. If, if it's a felon, I'm not seeing so much of his felony paperwork, his thief, every paper, everything that's black and white telling me that he's not to be trusted. Instead, I'm trusting my spiritual side and I'm reading the vibrations that he's giving me. Because every man has made a mistake. I cannot hold a man to a, a mistake. And, and, it's, and as much as it pains me and, and it grinds at me, a man of child molestation, the, the hurt, a small innocent child that that they can't defend themselves, and I have to learn that I cannot always be. I use wisdom with them, but I cannot always sit back and say that sick bastard, that sick motherfucker, because he he was sick, he was lost, he 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 know not what he done. But who am I to to outcast him from the world when I should be outcasted from? I should have been outcasted a long time and you're ago. Right. So let me. All right. Let's go back to that. 
right? Because now you get standing in a little further from me. I'm not. I'm not saying that we should. The people should. When I'm saying that evaluating it differently should still not be judge, jury, executioner. But what I'm saying is the the people outside of what that who was close, close to that person that life that you took, we have to understand, yes, it's the, the, the flesh. We have to, just like you said, nobody's perfect and you're still working on that. But when that person takes that, there is a time frame where you're going to be able to invite that forgiveness because the hurt is so tremendous. You can't expect when that happens to you to expect that family, that mother, that sister, that brother, that child to just be like, brother, I understand you was lost so quickly to where, bro, you can't even put a time frame on that acceptance because you're not, because you don't want to hate that man, but you're hurt because of what that person took away from you. But the outside world, that's outside of that, when they come together and not judge and have to speak so highly of, uh, damn, he was stupid for that. Damn, people are always killing them, blah, blah, blah. That is the first people that should be immediately running into picking that person up because the family is going to take a while. And and, and I'm not saying that because, um, like I said, me, myself, if you take someone, if you take someone precious from me, of course, immediately, I'm not going to, God is going to have to put me through something. Yes. I'm going to have to go through. And that is, and, and every time he go through, every time you go through something, it's not always, it's not always something bad. I, and I had to learn that. I'm learning that this week. Like every time something comes up, it's not always something bad. It's a test. Most of the time, it may be a test. You prayed for something. You asked, you, you asked for something and, Every time something go down, oh man, why is always me? Always me. It is a test to see. Oh, let's see if you are you really ready. Like I told you, man, I I got a I got a fifty five inch TV. It fell from the wall. My mouth still up everything, and I took that as a test to see: Am I so quick to get angry? Quick to blame somebody else? Quick to do this? And I said what I told you, man. I said, I said I blame myself. Maybe I didn't do something wrong. And guess what? And that was God's way of showing me you didn't you just go put your little TV back up. You're not here no way. You you take that 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 TV may have been a distraction for me. I may have took more time to watch that bigger TV than I am to take this to watch this little TV. I come home now, I don't even cut my TV on. So, okay, there's no running back in the NFL that has never fumbled the ball before. There's no person in the NFL that hasn't fumbled the ball before. There's nobody in the NBA has never dropped the ball and it went out of bounds, missed the ball, and somebody else caught it. There's no perfect, no one. However, when you do fumble, when you do drop that pass, you have to go back and work on your craft so you don't do it again. As a running back, you got to go through drills to learn how to protect the ball. In basketball, you got to start doing passengers, keep your hands up, hand-eye coordination. Exactly. You so, have to go so, through yeah, it. So, but we got to learn how to understand, too, 
Well, yeah. it's just not God putting us through something because it's just happening, and that's not us doing the shit. And it's now. so crazy we how this through shit for some uh, TV to drop sometimes. Like it's so man, crazy. Three TVs not dropped, man. so we can't be like, damn, God just got me going through. Something. We we haven't we haven't talked in so long, and I wanted to let you know I understand what you're hitting on. Yeah, we can't just keep repeating the same thing, same thing. And I was yes. God put me that we have to learn from it. Yes. And you know what it I was saying? And it's it, like it God becomes still a crutch. On me. And you understand. And you know what I want. You know what I love. You know what I become to say now. I love to say, "Damn, man, I sure get tired of falling down, but I never get tired of standing right back up." For so long, will and I take that as, yeah, damn. Man, we sure going through it, man. It's always something. But you know, instead of saying it's always something, turn it around. I never get tired of standing back up after I fall down. That's how I start looking at it. Instead of, man, it's always this light bill. <laughs> man, guess what? I'm on top of that. I done paid this, um, I done got paid now and paid a little bit on a little bit. Now when the light bill comes ahead. Oh, man, sh- man, honestly, I forgot about that light bill. I done paid it already. Instead of man, is always is. You know, it's always gonna be something. So let's get smart. Let's plan for the unexpected. Let's put a little something aside for the unexpected. Spiritually, let's put a little something aside for the unexpected. Mentally, let's put something a little aside for the unexpected. Physically, let's put something aside for the unexpected. Don't get it confused as let's hold back from a hundred percent. But let's plan for the unexpected. Let's plan for the storm that. We know eventually got to come because it ain't it, it can't always rain. It'll be a de- <laughs> now, it can't always shine. My bad. It'll be a desert out this motherfucker. It, it can't, can't always, always shine, rain. and it, it ain't can't always rain. Can't swim for too long. So, so if it rain for a week straight, don't drag your ass. Just know at the end of that last raindrop, that sun gonna it's come up and that and that rainbow gonna come like the pot of gold at the other end. Hold your head up, chest out. It's not always bad. Days. And the heat means it's going to exhaust you. So you need to slow the fuck down. Slow the down. rain is what has to calm you down and stop you moving. Rome wasn't built in the day. You said that Rome wasn't built in the day. So don't think you got to change it. It's something that's going to be a week, a month. Man, it may take you two years to change. <laughs> but you so, but we're all so beautiful and all, we're like a, a, a caterpillar. When we get in our little cocoon and we blossom, we're going to be so beautiful. And the thing is, social media and everything got us so confused that we thinking we got to blossom right now. We got to blossom. Yeah, he may have blossomed. That was his time. Have you been through your... At the end of every struggle, at the end of every every storm and every rain, it's a, it's a rainbow. Have you been through your struggle? Ask yourself, have you been through your struggle to understand what's going on, to to get to your blossom, to get to your cocoon, or are you rushing your your cocoon, your your butterfly and skipping your cocoon stages? Which means once you get to your butterfly stage, it has no meaning, no value because you never went through the struggle to understand what it takes to get here. We we all want to be up here. We all want to be leaders, but never want to be followers. We have to learn the game from somewhere. And learn the if you go follow, follow the right thing. Right. And capitalize off of it. Right. It's not it's not always bad. I used to always say that. My parents used to always tell me, 
be a leader and not a follower. And I'm like, damn, I always remember that growing up. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be a leader. So I'm always trying to lead something. But shit, I ain't learned nothing to lead yet. And if I am learning something, shit, who am I learning from? Because that's me following. So I'm like, damn, that gets confusing sometimes. But as a child, you don't realize sometimes we use phrases and they were teaching us with some phrases. It was an eye opener to, you know, the saying says this. And it's like, boy, that they write about that. But it's some sayings that it was it's so blatant that it was created for you to keep hearing and to keep saying and don't even realize that phrase was coined to keep you trapped or to keep you comfortable doing something. It's like be a leader, not a follower. It's teaching you to still be isolated from other people for you not to learn from somebody. For somebody not to put you on game. So now you just walking blind because shit, you just trying to lead, lead, lead. And it's the, the blind leading the blind. It's like, goddamn. And at what point now we start realizing like some of the old time religious sayings was about control. It was about not having us to be able to excel because that coin phrase kept us conditioned and, and spiritually and, 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 and knowing for real, for real, we never, un, we never really realized that. But it sound good. And this is the worst generation right now to just be saying shit just because it sound good. Because anything goes viral now. And, and when you talk about old sayings, another thing is we're not taking the time to really interpret it them old sayings as in you can you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink we're mostly taking it as well fuck it I done taught him how to do this and showed him how to do this he not doing this no it don't mean turn our back you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink that don't mean that that stubborn cause he's a stubborn ass you be a stubborn ass it means you can teach him the tools and show him everything he needs or everything it needs to succeed in life, but we can't make it drink. We're not God. We cannot make him get this situation. A lot of times, God can make us get situations, and the way he make us get it is putting our head through our water, through that water, and, <laughs> and let you and think you're drowning. <laughs> and let you think you're drowning. And we think he's just supposed to dip us in there real good. You know? And gently, and, and gently dip us in real good. Bruh, sometimes he got you got to almost be drowning. Meaning, and trust that he's gonna let you up before you die. Meaning, we can lead a horse, we can give him the tools, but we cannot play God. Yeah, we cannot play God. That's what that means. And a lot we just take whatever we interpret it so wrong. But I'm glad you said that because that goes back to what we're saying. You, we can't play God. So both of our both of our ways of not judging because that man steals, just like you said, we still gotta understand to on the other end. 
we can't be the judge, but bro, they can't be God either. So that goes back to both of what we were saying, because we're not saying the other one is wrong, but we're critiquing of opinion wise of how do we knowing that we can't be the judge because that person falls short. But can we really? We got to look at that nigga say, "Guys, you can't be God." And. And a lot of us need to get back to just reading the Bible and learning how to interpret it. Because in there it says, follow my laws, but also follow man's laws. But a man's laws conflict my laws. Yeah, yes. But that man that created the law for you to go by should have created the laws within my walking and my teaching. Okay. So if that man created some law, you should know that law means everything that I expect of you. But and, man, law is not created. And let me by get into his, this. His walk. Let me get into the Constitution. Let me get into the Constitution. Freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. A lot of people love that. And okay. we might, I might take some hits after after what I got to say. But freedom of speech, it conflicts. It conflicts to a certain extent. God's law. Freedom of speech is taken so, so loosely. Uh-huh. Freedom of speech to me that that applies within God's law. I mean, like I like we spoke earlier, if you if you're not doing what you're supposed to do as a man and I call you my brother, I call you my family. Freedom of speech gives me the right to let you know you falling short. Yeah. Freedom of speech gives me the right to let you know that, hey, you need some correction. Yes. Freedom of speech does not allow me. To be nasty. To, to and, think and because you, thing. because I think that you uh, or if I think that you're this way, I can call you out. That's not freedom of speech because that's me forming my opinion. And a lot of people get forming an opinion and freedom of speech because so confused. Like me forming an opinion against you don't give me the right to come out. Man, I, man, you. if I think you ugly and I come out, man, you ugly. I try to down you every time. Yeah. Man, you ugly. That's yeah. not freedom of speech. Yeah. Freedom of speech as if I if you come to me and let me know, hey man, I'm thinking about coming shooting up these schools. For what? What these people did to you? Freedom of speech is me, man. Nah, you tripping. You got something else you need to work on. For instance, man, I had I and I try not. I had a situation happen, man, to where he wanted to use his freedom of speech. Somebody close to me wanted to use his freedom of speech that man gave him to tell me something. That could hurt me so bad. And that, and instead of me exercising that same freedom of speech that man gave me, I exercised the freedom of speech that, cause I'm, like I told you, I wore this necklace because I'm spirit, I'm trying to get spiritually plugged in with myself and with God. And so instead of lashing back out with him, I take a few minutes. It, it, you don't have to answer back so quick. Take a few minutes. I take a few minutes and and I laugh at the situation and I let him know and I get right back serious and I let him know you're not mad at me. And and I'm sorry that you want to take it out on me. And I'm sorry that I won't allow you to let you take it out on me. But you're mad at yourself. A lot of times we take it out on other people. We're mad at ourselves. We're mad at self. We scared to look self in the mirror. And you know, sometimes we're mad at self, not because self is mad that somebody else got something or mad at self because that other person is flourishing better than us. We're not mad at self because things like that. We're mad at self 
Because, damn, sometimes we're mad at ourselves because we allowed somebody to do something so much to us and it has gotten us to this point to hurt. So now it's to the point where hurt people hurt people. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not so much of the hate because someone is excelling or mad at somebody for that. It's because you've gotten to the point that you have let certain things fall over. And what I take from what you just said is because the very first time, <laughs> and like, and, and, and you can be a witness to this. You can be a witness to this. To this, if nobody else can, and I tell you all the time, I used to tell you all the time, and I know you ain't heard me say it in a while about a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. If you let the first man get away with it, the next few people gonna get away with it. Mm-hmm. And I stand corrected. It's instead of checking. Instead of checking that man who who you thought wronged you the very first time, check yourself. Allowing that man to do that that because if you've never made him feel comfortable enough Mm -hmm. to, if you never made him feel comfortable enough to get that comfortable to disrespect you or to violate you, then it would have never happened. Mm -hmm. You would have never had to experience that. And so that's what you never, you, you stop hearing me say that. Yeah. Because the very first time I checked myself, because why did I allow you to get that comfortable? Like when I told you the very, I came and talked with you about how I felt, and I and I said it on here about how I felt that white man disrespecting me, and we talked, and like I said, since I disconnected myself and started thinking, I I I disagree with myself. Mm-hmm. I allowed that white man to get that comfortable to feel like he could tell me that kind of negative. Joke. I allow him to get that comfortable. So now I make him uncomfortable by sitting in my sitting to myself, thinking of a master plan without letting him know. My problem was I wanted to let them know how intelligent I was instead of showing them how intelligent I was. And let me slow that down and say it again. I said I wanted to let them know instead of showing them. I wanted to verbally always let them know, always let in the moment, show them, show them off. And and I had to go back to think about the old saying, never let your left hand know what your right hand got going on. So I'm going to show you this ignorant, not not ignorant, but I'm going to show you this, you know, maybe it's going over his head. Maybe he's not understanding. But when that black and white that they love to look at come back mm-hmm. and the standardized test they love to come back and I sell everything and they, damn. This motherfucker really paid attention. But you know, one thing they can't say about me in that office, you know what they say to me? Oh, he don't talk. He don't open up his shell. Oh, something wrong with him. He he don't want to be with nobody. He can't work out of here because he don't want to talk. Well, the what they got in common, every time they got to refer back to me professionally in business, they have to say, oh, well, he, he more advanced than anybody that came through the office right now. His work is always on point. For somebody to just start off, he's always he he's he's on top of his game. He he's learning and, and developing faster than anybody who's came through here. And I made that my point with this job. Like I said, I made up my mind to stop putting in so many hours for them and putting in hours for me. And don't get it confused. I work a 40 hour a week, but I work it for me now. 
As in, we I'm giving not giving them nine to five and giving us four to nine. You know what I'm saying? Instead of giving them, you know what I'm saying, nine to twelve, and we got the rest of the daytime. So by the time we should be giving some morning shit when we first wake up, if we gonna just do something just to pass some time away to get our thoughts together, the first three hours, yeah, give it to whatever that's gonna help you pocket something to keep funding what you really want to do. But don't sit there and let them take nine hours of your day to give you excuses that sometimes four to nine is too much for you. Man, you 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 know for yourself, I used to get them, I used to get them 10, 12 hours, seven days a week for month just for them. Not even and if I could think about it, man, if I was smart, I would have put them 10, 12 hours. And when I say towards myself, not meaning just quit and just start off them 10, 12 hours of how could I take this and branch off on my own? How could I take this and start my entrepreneurship? Or like now, like I say, I give 40 hours a week towards me. I won't. Never again will I go give anybody 40 hours of hard manual labor. Never again will I tell my body up so you can get your numbers and your quota and I get a little percentage. As soon as I get the age to where I'm not able to retire yet, I'm not able to retire. And I got to physically force my tired body to keep pushing until I get to that age and tell my body up even more. And to the point where they like, well, listen, if you can't keep up, if your old ragged ass can't keep up, we got another young boy ready to take your spot. I won't put, I'm not doing that no more. I'm giving 40 hours to this thing to where I'm using my mind and I can, and I can say, well, how can I take this and start my own and start building towards my generational wealth? How can I take this information and pass it down to my to my son and he passed it to his son and so on and so on and we can build us uh, uh, our own industry to where we wanted a name brand. It don't even have to be just competing at an all-time level. It can be just within your city and within them limits to where we can grow each generation. Generational wealth, when I speak on that, is not getting a foundation and stopping at the foundation. A lot of people want to stop at that foundation. Generational wealth is getting something, getting knowledge and learning how to grow and expand on that knowledge generation after generation after generation. That's generational wealth. Not being stuck on that same trick, trying to figure out how to trick people with the same trick. It's passing on and expanding. It's not just stopping here. We got to expand and build on and build on and so on and so on. We got to draw a line and decide. No longer will we, and like I said, no, no longer will we sell crack to our own people. And I'm here home right here. No longer will we sell crack to our own people, knowing what it do to us. We got to draw a line. Like white people, man, they, and if you listen, they can't stand each other. They don't like each other. But if it comes for them as a group, they going to unite and solve that shit within themselves. And if they feel like this man 
And what's so cool about white people, if they feel like this white, if they feel like their own kind is going to get in the way and hinder so much, they're sacrificing themselves so, on the planet. We need to find a way to get within ourselves and build each other up and build each other up. And of course, if you do your reading, it's going to come a time to where somebody of your own kind may be so in the way, so in the way that you're going to have to remove him. And God will come talk to you and let you know which way you need to remove him. It don't always have to be let me kill him. It's, it's more ways to fight like we want to protest and tear stuff up. It's more ways to do it than just tearing it up. We can beat them at their own game. We got the numbers. We got the numbers. We can beat, and once we beat them at their own game, they're going to have to change the law. They're going to have to change this. And what's crazy is that we, if we read, they give us a loophole to this whole government situation. If we don't like the way the government is ran, we have the right to militia. No matter what they say, we got a right to say, fuck it, start this whole thing over. And they, and they fuck themselves within their system. You, you have lawmakers, but you also have people who have to stand back and nah, those laws go against the constitution. Those laws violate this. We, but we just don't know. Beat them at their own game. And look, guys, uh, anytime we link up, cause it's nothing short but amazing. Like, I could not have picked a better time to tap back in with you. Like, man, and I even told you from the beginning, bruh, just said, I already know you've been icing the knees. You know what I'm saying? You've been on the injury reserve. You just, but you've been rehabbing. So I say, shit, at some point, we got to get you back in this game. You've been rehabbing and practicing. The only way you're going to get back to 100%, you got to be in live action. And all I said was, just get warmed up in the game a little. Ask me the ball. I got you till you get your feet. What you did tonight. Sat back, sat back, sat back, sat back. And for a quarter, boy, you was ready to close out the game. Look what you just did. Close this motherfucker out. Because you was able to get the feel of the game through the first three quarters. And all you did was just play that role and say, well, Russ said do it like that. I trust him. And he said, just set him up. I got the trust. Every time I pass that motherfucker the ball, shooter's going to shoot. And he got confident enough to make it. All he said was, get it out of the net, get it out of the room, grab it back, set him up. Now, if you need the scope, get your bucket. You ain't got to go all out to get your bucket, but if you there, that's your bucket, score it. But if you don't want to score it, get to me until you get your feet together. And that's what you did. And you close this motherfucker out. Right? And let's end it on and let's end it on that. Normalize playing your role until it's time for you to step into that starlight position. Malcolm didn't start at the top. Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin, excuse me, Dr. Martin Luther King didn't start at the top. Learn how to play your role. Kobe know came off personnel. the bench. Know your personnel. Kobe came off the benches first year. Kobe Bean Bryant came off the benches first year. Low, 
learn learn your role until it's time for you to step out into and, and take your rightful place. Even better, cause they gave LeBron the keys at thirteen. They gave the keys to a kid and trusted a kid to drive the bus, cause they took a chance on a kid. So if if they and, and even if that was created by the masses. It was even some black people that was like, yeah, that young man probably is about to take us home. <laughs> Fuck it. If y'all say that shit, anybody that took a chance and followed that money, you flourished. If you held down on that money, no matter if you agree with the way that it is now that we not open up our eyes and the way you're moving, you know what I'm saying? Now to where now that he is the face of everything, that's different. But the naive, if you were naive back then, that was the chance to, for you to have a fuck up. So now that you where you at now, good to open your eyes and be like, yeah, but I may need to come on this side. I ain't got everything I need from that. I'm good enough that I ain't got to keep riding your coattail to live. Thank you. I don't agree with that part. So I'm going to go on over here because I know I can make my way now. Because I, when you know better, you do better. You do better. And the last thing you're going to hear from me, man, is be comfortable with yourself and get connected with your spiritual side to be able to be comfortable and accept your role in life until something else happens. You, it's always going to be rainy and cloudy before that sunshine come out. Don't be scared to go through your struggle alone if you have to. Don't be scared to go through your struggle point blank, period. Instead of looking down on your struggle, embrace your struggle, knowing that it's always a sunny side on the on, on the other end. Man, like I said, man, it's always good to be back in the rabbit hole, man. And like and and, and for those of y'all who's fortunate to tune in, catch us on man, uh Spotify, uh Apple Podcast, man, Google, Google, Google Podcast. Like I said, man, just tune in. And this episode may be a little bit lengthy. I'm sorry, but it's been a long time since I've been in the rabbit hole. Cause in the mad time, it's a Friday night. I could be in the club. I could be anywhere. But instead, I decided to sit here with my cousin and spit this knowledge to y'all. And like I said, I'm not perfect and don't look at me like I'm perfect. I'm always trying to evolve and move up. But it's this brotherly talk that we got on this podcast or this spiritually talk that we have on this podcast, even when I'm not on it, I'm always in tune and I'm always listening. And you know, man, like I said, the rabbit hole is just a, it's just a special place for me. And I'm always hoping it flourish, man. And you know, this is little cuz and I'm back at it one more time with my cuz. But you know, that's love, man. That's definitely love, man. I'm glad you're back. I couldn't have picked, like I said, I couldn't have, I couldn't have picked a better time, man. You know, I always love you. You know what I'm saying? No matter what, we're going to always push each other to, to be better. And because that's what real men do. Real black men, real brothers. That's what they do. Blood couldn't have got us no, no, no title. You know what I'm saying? And, and I appreciate <laughs> that. So guys, on the L- 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 L
DJ Steel, nigga. Gain weight, I'm growing up. Free one time.